Welcome to Conversations of the Heart, Season 2, Episode 13. It is your boy, Team Taylor. Walk with me. Let's go. What's up, baby? Here we go. Here we go. All right. All right. Let's get that out the way. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now, baby. We good. We good. Um, so listen, um, I feel like we got to do this over because at the end of the day, I want people to know, um, and hear you. Um, so you are a, this is Alicia Bennett, everybody. She is a relationship coach. Um, she is a dating coach. Um, she, she is an author and she is the founder of Dating Mechanics University. Um, she's an amazing person. Um, and she also has, um, her candle line. It's a sexy line. I'm not going to describe it. I'm going to let her describe it for you. Please tell us about this candle line. Absolutely. Um, uh, like you said, my name is Alicia Bennett. I'm a relationship and dating coach. And I help singles and couples get through their relationship woes, right? I've been Ooh. doing this for quite some time, 2008 to be exact. Mm. Uh, I've been in the game for a minute, <laughs> helping, people, uh, helping people through their relationship uh, issues. Mm. Uh, and like you said, I have a book out. I'm an author. I have three books, actually. Um, my most popular book is Dear Future Spouse. It's helping singles get ready to be uh, to be married folk mm. <laughs> and getting that selfish, all those selfish things out of the way so they can prepare for their spouse. Mm. Um, I do. I have a product line. Uh, it's called Ice. Mm-hmm. I like it already. Yeah, that stands for Intimacy, Connection, and Energy. And, Ooh. and that, that spray, that room spray, that good, good, right? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> candles themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And the good thing about these candles is or all of these products is that you can put them on your skin, right? Mm. So you can actually um, melt that candle. And once it starts pooling, you can actually pour it in your hand and pour it over your, your person, right? We got the melts. And the melts the same thing as well. When they start melting, you can go ahead and put them on that person. We have the actual fragrance, right? Oui. That you can put on your skin. We also have the cream, right? So you get all get all your rubbing and your massages in, right? It sounds like it's a hot summer. <laughs> sounds yeah. like it's a hot summer out here. I like it. I like it. Yo, so <laughs> yo, so what's your spiciest flavor? Um, I love bamboo coconut. That happens to be my favorite. But we also Ooh. have seduction. Um, and we have <laughs> and shea coconut. Those are the four scents that are kind of uh they're more popular. But um we have plenty of scents on there to go up there, uh go to Alation.com okay. and you'll be able to see all the scents that we actually have. Please go go support this amazing queen doing amazing things. Um so I guess let, let's let's kind of just dive into it because I kind of named this episode um, Pivot, Heal, and Recover. You know, it's just pretty much the understanding of learning how to pivot, not just in life, but just also just how to pivot in your relationships and things like that. Um, but let's get this out the way right now. So how do you think a relationship impacts your well-being? Well, definitely impacts your well-being, right? Everything about you, when your relationships are not going well, everything in your life is kind of 
out of order, out of whack, right? Mm -hmm. When your relationships at home are not going well, the job kind of sucks, right? Mm -hmm. You have a hard time focusing. Um, if you're going to school, you're having a hard time focusing. Um, mm. It takes away the energy. Um, if, it, if it was a balloon, you'd be deflating, right? When your relationship is not going right, everything mm -hmm. else in your life is touched by that. Mm. So I always have a slogan, you know, it's about therapy. Obviously, therapy is for, for men too, right? But of course, it's for everybody. We know that, right? But I always just try to try to put that out there just because us as men, we really need to get out there and really just start to address certain issues that, that we do have, right? But as far as therapy in relationships, so when would you suggest that somebody or a couple start seeking therapy um, for their relationship? Well, I always suggest that couples get some type of coaching, even in the premarital stage um, mm. of the relationship, just so that they can iron out some things that um, that really need to be spelled out. A lot of times we don't take the time in order to say, okay, what will we do in these types of situations? And a relationship mm. coach, that's what they're there for. They're actually there to to say, okay, how would you work this situation? What's the plan? And what's mm -hmm. your goal? Right in every area of your life, where you're talking about finances, sexually, uh, what are we going to do about cheating? What are, what are we going to do about blended families? Those types of things. Um, mm. You can also do, you know, a marriage therapy um, or personal therapy, uh, dealing with issues that are more deep rooted. Right. So mm -hmm. coaching. When you talk about coaching, you're talking about propelling yourself forward. A right. coach assumes that you're whole. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That to get you to a goal right? mm -hmm. um, with therapy it's more about what's the inner deeper workings of what's going let's go to your childhood let's go to some memories that um, may have caused this deep-seated rooted thing that's happening with you right and so mm -hmm. that we can at the root of the problem yes mm. and i think that's a good distinction because when i got into coaching um in 2016 2017 like as far as life coaching, um, that was a big distinction, you know, um, because me, I always like 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 to get to the root cause of problems and certain things. And I remember my, you know, my teacher was like, uh, -uh like that's that's not what coaches do, you know. That's more for what that's more for therapy and things like that. So I, I'm glad that you made that distinction. And a lot of coaches work with therapists too that they could probably give hit you with a referral too. Um, so that's something that a lot of coaches do. Yeah. Do both. You can do both. Um, a lot of people for. There is that distinction, right? Yeah. But we have to remember that some people just, it's all about getting to the goal that they're trying to reach, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not about looking back and trying to focus on back. They're trying to get somewhere. Mm. <laughs> and so we hold, as coaches, we hold our clients accountable for doing what they say they want to do. Not what right. we want to do, but what they're saying that they desire to have in their life. Right, exactly. Um, and that's amazing. Um, I love coaching. You know what I mean? I think it's something that is uh, it's needed. But I think when it comes to relationships, especially within the black community, um, you know you know how we raise a, a lot of times is what happens in this house stays in this house and you don't need to talk to people and this and that. And, and I think that's kind of, um, that's kind of stunted us um, as a community. It's, it's kind of uh, really hindered our growth because not everything 
the problem is a lot of times everything that stayed in this house stayed in, in this house for generations and generations and generations. And it's, and it's just stayed here. Yeah. Right. And it hasn't gone anywhere. Right. So now you're just passing this on and on and on. And now you're passing it on to your spouse too. So I think a lot of times we have to get out of our own way, especially with our own community too. I'm not saying that you got to go and talk to everybody. Right. But just, but if you're going to seek help, like really, like really, really seek help to get those demons out. Um, so when it comes to working on self, right. Cause I think a lot, when once a lot of people get into a relationship, right. It's like, it becomes all about just now the unit. Right. And for, for, for a lot of people, they forget that themselves need to be worked on too. Right. Um, so like what type of things or activities would you suggest to work on yourself during this, this relationship period or while you're in a relationship? Well, a lot of times people think that they're getting into relationships so that they can, you know, fix another person or so that they can be that person's everything, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so somebody come in and complete them and whenever I ask someone well you're single why do you want to be in a relationship if they ever say to me well I want someone to complete me or I want someone to love I want someone to love me I say okay we got to go back to the beginning right <laughs> because uh -huh. the reason for being in a relationship really your partner is a mirror you're in a relationship so that you can go to a higher level of self, right? So mm -hmm. that you can understand yourself more. You're not there to control the person. You're not there to make them do what you want them to do. You, you are in a relationship with someone so that they can show you you, so that you mm -hmm. can be a better person, right? Mm -hmm. And so that means being able to let go, yeah. <laughs> right? And let that process happen. Let the process happen, right? So we're not trying to control anybody or we're not trying to have someone take over and do the work that we're supposed to be doing for ourselves, right? Mm. Mm. <laughs> we're not doing that. So um, really focusing on, you said things to do, really focusing on self, being able to say, okay, this, this is triggering me or I'm having a problem with this in the relationship. Stopping and saying why. Ask yourself, why? Why am I having an issue with this right now? Is it really the person or is it really me that's, that's mm -hmm. having this issue? And then being able to really focus on that. Why mm -hmm. am I having this issue right now? And what do I need to do about it? Do I need to change it? Do I need to just recognize that it's there? Um, <laughs> what, what do I need to do with this new information that I have? Mm. That's, and that, I think you're right about that, actually. Um, I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, the interesting thing for, for me is when it comes to relationships and breakups and separations, right? Um, what's up, Nick? Um, so when it comes to like relationships and breakups, that can take a toll on somebody, you know, especially if it's a bad one, right? You know, and so I firmly believe that if, if you're going through a bad breakup, right? I firmly believe, I firmly believe that you should seek therapy right away. Um, because that's something that is going to help you. That's something that's going to just be there to help you on your way, right, to now start the healing process, right? Um, would you, is that something that you would agree with? Absolutely. I think that um, mm -hmm. when you are going through any type of breakup, not just a bad breakup, but any mm -hmm. type of breakup, that you are taking the time to heal. A lot mm -hmm. of times to jump back into another relationship or we want to say, oh, I'm just off of relationships altogether, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of 
mm -hmm. actually sitting down and saying, okay, what went right in this relationship? What went wrong in this relationship, right? Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do next time so that these same things don't happen? Mm. So, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I've, I feel you know, accountability is key, right? I think whether it ends up, you know, back together or not back together or whatever the case is, right? I think that... Exactly. Yes. I do believe that as long as you can figure out where you went wrong and where, and where you went right, right? So you know kind of which habits to take with you going forward, right? Absolutely. Dope. So when it comes to to breakups, right? I know a lot of people say, yo you know, that you can still be friends with your exes and still, you know, do all those things. And, you know, um, I, I tell you no lie, that ain't me. Um, right. it's, no, no, I mean, it, you know, it's for some people. You know, um, me, it's just, you know, I, I got to go. And I say that respectfully, it's just because it's not, it's nothing against them. It's more about me. Uh -huh. Because I know what brings me peace. I know what brings me happiness. And the gray areas they wreck my life. <laughs> like, the gray areas, the, like, the back and forth, the, the this, the that, like, that's not for me. So when it comes to me, I gotta go. Maybe somewhere down the line, we could be cool, we could be friends, and we could, you know, I don't know, whatever the case is, but for but for that time we break up, for me, it's like, I gotta go, respectfully, you know what I'm saying, and just say, hey, this is just for me. And some people say, Terrence, like you mean, like that's messed up. You shouldn't do that. You should be more mature and be able to. Da -da -da. And I'm like, nah, man, this for me. This ain't for them. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, it's up for it's it's for me to heal. It's my process. You know what I'm saying? So, what do you think about? And you know, I guess after a breakup with people being friends and things like that, you no longer have a responsibility to that relationship. Your mm. first responsibility is to yourself, right? And well, so you. To learn how to okay now that we have separated and we have gone our different ways let me take on this healing for myself let me separate myself from the situation so that I can make some great decisions because we if we you stay attached to that person you start to make decisions that are based around what that person is going to do what they're going to say what they're going to think and those types of things instead of really taking the time to say no this is about me mm. I need now get back to me now wow. that I'm single, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's different choices and decisions that I need to make concerning me, right? <laughs> so being able to have that separation so that you're not still focusing on the we, and now you understand that it's just me, right? Mm. Yeah. Get off the we and get on the me. Absolutely. A, I, that is a whole word. So in life, we have to pivot. Like, we really got to learn how to pivot with everything that we do. Like, you get hit with various different things in life and business and family and, you know. But I find that, especially sometimes in relationships, it's hard for you to pivot so sometimes, right? It's just because if somebody brings you something, an issue or, or a problem, you might have a hard time pivoting, right? Because it makes you uncomfortable, right? Um, so how important is it for you to really pivot? Like, like really master learning how to pivot in, of course, relationships, but yeah, but everyday life, it's so important for you to just know how to kind of just pivot your way through life because life is ever-changing, right? It is. And we, we do have to learn how to navigate. Um, mm -hmm. We talk about 
pivoting, really navigating situations, right? Mm -hmm. And taking the time to actually say, okay, what do I need to do here? A lot of times we want to rush through life. A lot of times we feel like we're being rushed by other people. It's okay to say, I need to take a minute to think about that. Mm -hmm. I'll say that, right? So that right. you can choose the best decision for yourself. Um, mm. But being able to maneuver in different situations, it takes time, right? So you don't want to rush to any decisions and then make the wrong decision. You mm. want to be able to have that time that you need in order to make the right decision for yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you and your health, right? Mentally, emotionally, right? And mm -hmm. making sure that you're safe and you're in a safe place. Mm. So yeah, definitely, definitely learning how to maneuver in different situations, especially when you're talking about a breakup, being able to have that separation, being able mm -hmm. to, you know, sit down and say, okay, where did the relationship go wrong? Where did it go right? You know, mm -hmm. just having that time to yourself. Sometimes you just need to have time to yourself just to digest okay this relationship is over right mm -hmm. <laughs> and now i need to actually you know physically be me again a lot of times people say they lose themselves in relationships right and that's because they have that we factor right let's get like i was saying before let's get back to the me factor of doing things right right and realizing that now it's just it's just an i situation mm. And that's a hard transition, I think, for for anybody, you know, for anybody who kind of has a strong attachment to, you know, to the person that they used to care about, used to love, and it's kind of ripping that person away. And and most of the times, it's not mutual. Most of the time, it's one person wants to just go and the other person wants to latch on. So the person that actually wants to hold on, that's the person, right, that kind of is the one that's like, man, like, it's hard for me to go from we, you know what I'm saying, to me and the other person probably is already on to me right like that's why they're you know right um and i guess that's why we kind of say go to therapy right after that because mm -hmm. you need it yeah right and really, really understanding why the breakup happened right not right. playing brain game a lot of times mm -hmm. we want to say oh it was their fault and if they would have done this or then we turn it back on ourselves and we say well if i would have just been this way or that way or if i would have done this differently then it would have mm -hmm. ended up differently at this point you know it really doesn't it matter over it doesn't matter at this point um what matters more is that you are able to get yourself into a place where you're not playing the blame game and that you're able to mm -hmm. move on to mm -hmm. another situation being better right a lot right. of people say mm -hmm. that relationship was a waste of time it wasn't a waste of time if you learn one thing right. you learn one thing it wasn't a waste of your time right could just be a waste of money like depends on how <laughs> <laughs> but even then if you learn oh, something, if you learn yeah. something right if you if you learn that you have a trigger about something if you learn that oh mm -hmm. I really don't like you know, being in that type of relationship mm. with that person or um, or yeah. I like types of characteristics in this person, right? But if it mm -hmm. took you in that type, that particular relationship to learn that, mm. it's all better for it, right? Mm -hmm. Man, so when it comes to healing and recovery, mm -hmm. what would you say the steps are to healing and recovery? Um, like I said before, really taking a step back, you want that time of separation. You mm -hmm. want that time to, so you want to, that time of separation. 
give yourself that space to heal. You definitely, and it, and that looks different for everyone, depending on the situation. You may, mm-hmm. they may still be the friends of the family. They may be the baby daddy or the baby mama. They may be the, you know what I mean? And that, okay. those, right, 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 right. You may have to see that person again, right? But that mm-hmm. goes to creating boundaries. What boundaries mm-hmm. are you creating around the relationship that you now need to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it may mean that they can't come in the house. It may mean that, you know, you meet at a location, you know, that's away from the things that you used to do. Those like, you know, it is creating those boundaries. So, um, so having that separation, creating those boundaries, really being able to sit down and look and say, I mean, get that piece of paper out and say, these are all the things that I liked about the relationship. These are all Uh the things I didn't like about the relationship. Um, Uh These are things that I would change. Um, about myself and how I could have done things differently, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is the way that I would like to have been treated, but I wasn't, right? Because when you mm-hmm. talk about this is the way I like to have been treated, but I didn't express that or I wasn't able to get that, then you, then you start getting into the understanding of why. Do mm-hmm. I not feel worthy enough to to be treated that way? Did mm-hmm. I, I with someone that was just overbearing and I just couldn't, you know, get that across to them? Um, then you start getting into those reasons. When you start getting into the the core of why that relationship didn't work, then you can start to see, okay, I don't have to feel bad about not being in this relationship anymore. I don't have to pine after this relationship because I understand why it didn't work out or why it couldn't have worked out, right? Mm. And that's powerful um, to me, you know what I'm saying? It's just because because we, when you talk about healing, and that's such a powerful word for, for me because healing encompasses a lot of many different things. One, it, it requires forgiveness of, of self, mm-hmm. right? I think it's because you can be quick to forgive somebody else, you know, but like, but have you really forgiven yourself for maybe the mistakes you've made, right? Mm-hmm. Or for the, or for maybe allowing, you know, things to go on for too, for too long that should have been nipped or that, you know, or maybe you should have gotten out a little bit sooner. But forgiving yourself, giving yourself that grace to, to, to say, hey, you know what? I'm human. I probably should have stayed. I shouldn't have stayed in this thing for, for this long. But you know what? I did. I got to forgive myself and move forward. Yeah. Right? And that's part of the healing process as well. Being uh-huh. able to forgive. A lot of times we, we're so hard on ourselves. And like I said, we want to play the blame game with ourselves and say, hey, you, well, you shouldn't have did this or this was your fault. But uh-huh. actually giving a lot of people say my picker is broken or you know i always choose the wrong one or i you know whatever the issue is but being able to forgive yourself and say okay i made that choice okay what can i do different next time to not make that same choice Mm. and holding yourself to that holding yourself accountable for to not pick the same person over and over and over again right get off that go round. yeah (laughs) because we tend to go round. Because I feel like some, like some of us, like, we, we tend to do that, right? Like, we tend to kind of date the same type of people. Even if they look totally different, their personality is the same, their tendencies are the same. It's the same person, just in a different shell. And sometimes right? they look the same. <laughs> sometimes they look exactly the some same. Some people got a type. <laughs> some people got a type, right? Um, but they, but it, it's what they say. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting the same result, right? So, I mean, I think that that's that's something to uh, think about. And then also, not settling, 
right? I feel like, and what I'm, and what I mean by that is, for for the fear of missing out on being with somebody, right? You tend to just say, "Well, I'll take it," right? right. And you're not being true to kind of who you are and what you're looking for. You're just being true to the actual cause of, well, I want something. I want somebody. You know, my mom is telling me this. My aunt's telling me that. My grandma's telling me I can't come to Thanksgiving no more until I got somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. types of stuff goes on in your head. So now you meet somebody. He or she is cool. And it's like, mm. but you know what, though? I got somebody. Yeah, it's cool. But it's not really true for, it's not really true fulfillment. You know what I'm saying? And then a lot of times, that's what causes you to end up in this merry-go-round, right, of what you just talked about. And then you got to go through more hurt, more pain, um, and things like that. So it's, it's also kind of just not settling. And I don't mean have a whole – I'm not saying a whole list. But I'm just saying when you know that you know that this isn't for you. Well, some but, people do have a list. They got a list of 50 things that they <laughs> like they require someone to have. The Number grocery one, list. Number one, are you all 50 things on this list, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> we got to yeah. be real with ourselves. Are you able to, you know, put out the things that you're actually expecting someone to do for you? Are you mm. doing things, right? Um, mm. But besides that, like I said, it, relationships are all about learning yourself and being able to heal through the relationship and being able to 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 go to a higher level of self. So if that's the whole point of being in a relationship is to be better, mm. of course there are things you're going to have to work through, right? They're gonna, you're going to mm -hmm. be triggered by certain things that your partner does or situations, and you're going to mm -hmm. have to work through those things. The, the thing is, do you want to work through those things, right? Because they're going to come up no matter what. Your partner is a mirror. Everything that you do, they're going to show you. I promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Everything that you don't like about yourself, they're going to mirror that for you. And you have a choice. Mm -hmm. Am I going to change that thing about myself? Or am I going to put that blame on them and say they keep doing this thing, right? <laughs> and they need to fix it. They need to fix it. No, mm -hmm. just what about you? A lot of time in, uh, in couples coaching, I have couples say, well, they're always doing this and they're always doing that. And I have to tell them, I have to tell the, the person, focus on you. Mm. Focus on what you want. Focus mm. on the behaviors that you would like your partner to exhibit. As soon as you start focusing on those behaviors, that mirror will come in and they'll start doing those things that you want them to do, right? It's inevitable. Mm. When you're in close quarters with someone, that's just what happens, right? You you may like the, you know, dish rag on the left side, right? <laughs> and that person may like the dish rag on the right side, right? But who washes the dishes most? Who We take on each other's traits and, you know, right. those types of things. And before you know it, they'll be putting the dish rag on the right side, right? You didn't have to mm. say a thing. <laughs> it's mm. because we mirror one another. Right. And when, when we can under, really take that on and understand that in a relationship, we don't have to have the need to control our partner. Right. But it goes back to what you said. We want things now. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's <laughs> why you might get into those arguments. Like, why, why you always put it to the left side? You know, you know, like you're on the right side. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the way you communicate those things, right? That could be a problem too. But is that real change, right? 
Like somebody will change because they want to change. If they're changing, mm-hmm. it doesn't stick, right? But if they're changing because they feel that it's the best thing for them, then it sticks. Mm. Huh. And that's true because whenever somebody wants to change, it's like when somebody wants to do weight loss. Like they're not doing it for, like, what are they doing it for? Like they normally do it for themselves, right? It's just because they get tired. And it's like I always say, you gotta get sick of your own stuff. You gotta yeah. like sometimes like you have to get sick of you. It's like you walk past the mirror. Nah, you know, I'll be honest. I just I keep it on me. Sometimes you walk past the mirror and you gotta, hey, oh man, like <laughs> I done, I done had a little bit, a little too much, <laughs> and pride in there, right? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like I say, and it's like, man, until you get tired of looking at yourself like that. Right? Like, you can't do it from, like, your spouse can tell you, you know, honey, you got to lose a little weight away. He's going to be like, whatever. Like, you here, though. Right? <laughs> right? But until you look at yourself and say, yo, man, like, this is too much. Like, I have to make a change mm-hmm. for nobody else but myself, whether it be because of my health, you know, whatever the case is. It's, and, and so, you're absolutely right. Like, it's not going to be for your spouse. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times, like, when your spouse tells you these things and then you don't do it, it makes them feel like, oh, well, they're not doing it because they don't, because they don't love me, right? It's like, oh, he doesn't love me, or she doesn't love me, because if right. they did, then they would do X, Y, Z. Um, Which has nothing to do with anything, right? It, it doesn't yeah. have to do with your love. For I mean, people develop <laughs> habits. It is what it is. Let's be real. People not develop. Facts. They, this person's been doing this for twenty five years. And then you come along and you think just because they love you, they're supposed to stop doing this thing that has been ingrained in them for the last 25 years of their life. They've been doing this day in and day out. There's no way you're going to come along and they're going to say, oh, for love, I'm just going to stop. It, it just doesn't work like that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once again, they have to. That's just like um, someone who smokes, right? You get into a relationship with somebody who smokes and you don't want them to smoke. It's not good for your health and you're telling them all of these things, right? That's not good for them. And they're like, but I like it and this and that, you know, not until they go to the doctor and the doctor tells them you need to stop smoking because this is what's happening to you. Uh-huh. And if you don't stop smoking this, you know, you're going to need a, a, a you're going to be talking out your neck or you're going to be right. right? right. You can't That's just spread or, you know, whatever the case may be, they have to feel for themselves right? This is benefiting me. So I need to do this. Yes. Secondary, it benefits everybody else around me, right? (laughs) But it benefits me. And therefore I'm going to change this behavior, right? Mm. The residual Mm. is that it benefits everyone else. (laughs) It has to benefit me first, right? In order for Mm -hmm. it to to really stick. Especially when it comes to those hardcore habits, um, uh-huh. like smoking, you know what I'm saying? First of all, I, 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 I always say, if you don't like a smoker, don't date a smoker. If you don't like smoking, don't date, because it's not gonna, that's one thing that's like, that's not gonna change, right? Un- unless, you know, unless it's con- pertaining dire, to their health. Yeah, those dire situations, right? Yes. Um, you definitely don't want to be with somebody that wishing and hoping that they'll change that behavior or they'll change their mind about that thing, right? 
certain right. things you don't do that with. You have deal breakers, right? What are your deal breakers in the relationship? Mm. It is, uh, smoking can be one of them. That's one of my deal breakers in a relationship, yeah. right? Can't do you don't it. smoke of any kind, right? Mm. Uh, what if what if it's that you don't want any more children, or that you don't desire to have children at all, right? Mm -hmm. That's a deal breaker for you. So you don't get into a relationship saying, oh, a couple of years, they'll change their mind. Right, because you're going to be mm -hmm. disappointed, and they're like, "Oh no, I was serious." <laughs> right, I don't desire Facts. to have kids. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a whole fact. Um, especially when it comes to that particular subject, it's just because. Now, I mean, look, can anybody change their mind? Absolutely, but yeah. you can't hang your future on somebody changing their mind because, especially when it comes to stuff like that, like if a person smokes for twenty years, like. Like, what's the percentages that they're going to change for you? It's not. If anything, they might hide it from you. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but they're not going to stop, yeah. right? They'll be out on the patio smoking or they'll be out <laughs> like, yeah. taking a, a smoke somewhere else, right? So that right. they don't have to do it in your presence because they don't want to hear that disappointment. They don't want to feel, you know, that mm. disappointment coming from you, mm. right? And they feel guilty, right? for doing the thing that they desire to do. To do, right. And communication to me, uh, I'm huge on communication. I mean, like, I'm, <laughs> like, that's my thing. I just, this, but there's more to it. There's communication and then there's comprehension too, right? So <laughs> when it comes to communicating things to your partner, right? Um, I always say like, it's, it's about one, how you communicate those things. Um, and then the second part of it is, is that person willing to comprehend what you're saying mm -hmm. and how, and how are they receiving it? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and what I've realized, I think in my life, it's, I can't be with somebody who doesn't know, who doesn't communicate okay. like, I, and, and that's just a personal thing. Like, like, it's like you said, for you, for you, you know, smoking and this and that, like for me, if you can't communicate effectively, mm -hmm. like it's not going to work with me because it. I just know what it does to me. <laughs> like, I just know how much it wrecks my brain. Like, I just can't do it, right? Um, but communication is so huge yeah. to me in a, in a relationship. How you communicate, when you communicate, um, how much you communicate, right? Mm -hmm. What are you communicating about, right? And Because some I've, things don't need to be said. <laughs> you, some, have to know, you have to know when to when. address these and mm -hmm. the those are the things that I talk about my talk about with my premarital couples, right? So mm -hmm. when they go to the program, they understand, okay, how do you fight fair? Right? Mm -hmm. Learn what's a trigger, what to say, what not to say, when to say it, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of people they don't even know when is a best time to talk to their significant other about any situation, right? right. Like they think it's right when they come in the house. Or they think it's, you know, when they're watching the game. Or they think it's when you, you know. Make me life or death. You had to run my game. <laughs> right. Um, you know, they have these different times in their head where they think it's going to be best to talk to that person. But how many times do we actually say to our significant other, when's the best time to actually come to you if I have something I want to talk to you about? When is the, when is the best time for you? Right. Mm -hmm. and, they, and they should be able to tell you that. Well, you know, after I've had my beer, you know, after I've played with the kids, you know, it might be, hey, when we get into the bed, right? 
and we're ha we're saying our good nights and you know I, if you have anything that's on your mind do it then or the, or it might be hey when we're at breakfast in the morning and we sit around the table right that might be a better time for them you just but how many times have you asked your partner that man when I don't know if it's gonna be in the bed though I don't know if it's gonna be in the bed especially if you got those ice candles you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes the best time to talk about an issue is actually after a time of intimacy because that person's heart is soft, right? Mm -hmm. That person's heart is more, they're more receptive to the things that you're saying to them versus any other time, I'm, right? I'm asleep. Right? I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm asleep. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't have to be sex, right? It could be after right, right, right. It, it oh, could be like, hey, you know, I'm you're massaging that person's feet and that yeah. might be the best time to do it. They're relaxed mm -hmm. at this point. I get um, you. Yeah. So it just depends. It'll be different for everyone. But if your partner does not know that, they need to know that about themselves so that you mm -hmm. can be able to sit down with them when it's their best time. Right. And then you respecting that, that, that they put into place. Right. Mm. And that's yeah. a fact because you know, like, you know how many people and you, and obviously you know this, um, but mm -hmm. a lot of people, and I was guilty of this too at a point, but like you pull up to your place of, of residence and you know, you about to get hit, hit with some, like, uh, like, right. <laughs> and so, you you are gonna just chill for like fifteen twenty minutes and just <sighs> see that right there to me is a bad time. Um, <laughs> and it and it and it maybe sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes you ever um it, it, sometimes in big families they'll have family meetings you know where you know people will bring their grievances in you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Saturday of the month or two Saturdays a month, we sit down and we, you never want to just blast anybody with two and three and five things, right? You want to be able to have that one thing that you really need to discuss and talk about and then bring that forward, right? And maybe mm -hmm. once a week, check in with each other and, and really ask one another, hey, what can I do for you? Is mm. there something that, you know, is there something that we need to discuss and talk about? Because it doesn't always have to be, I have a problem, I'm coming to you. Right. You Back. can you can actually say, hey, is there something that we need to talk about? Is there something that you want to talk about? Anything on your mind? You know, and how am I doing? Right. Mm. Um, and, and that's having that accountability. So every year, couples should be going on some type of couples retreat that allows them to strengthen their marriage. Right. Mm. There should be some type of activities that are strengthening their marriage. Mm. Um figuring out what is our next steps for this year mm. okay whether it's your anniversary or the anniversary of your first kiss or first date or whatever the case may be sitting down and saying okay how do we make our relationship better this year than it was last year right, right. Mm -hmm. and and you know those are just asking different types of questions you know um i think we've get into routines of asking the same old stuff I, and for me, I think I always equate this to when I talk to my friends about just how they're doing within like within their day from a, just a mental health perspective. Like I tired of just saying, yo, how, just how are you doing? Right. Like, cause it's like, I'm good. God bless. Right. And then, but yo, but they're not like they're going through stuff. They're having things, but 
we're so trained to just be in this routine of saying, hey, how you doing? I'm good. Good, good. All right, cool, go on, right? And, but you're not really, but that's not doing your friends a service, right? And I feel like we do the same thing in relationships. Like we build these habits that we're asking sometimes or telling our partners the same stuff over and over again and everything becomes routine. Right, or saying it to seem like we care, right? <laughs> and so the better thing to do, switch that question around. What can I do for you today? Facts. How can I help you today? Yeah. Right? What do you need from me? That's mm -hmm. a big What do you need from me today? Mm -hmm. And let that person actually tell you, man, this is what I really need. Can you go to the store for me? Can you, mm -hmm. can you just wash the clothes for me? Can you watch the baby for five minutes? Can you? you know, I don't need him to do that. I don't need him to do that. Do it on my own. <laughs> you know, like, I, need, I don't need him to do that. Right? Like I need to vent for five minutes. Can I just vent for five minutes without? I, I don't need you to solve my problem. I just need to get it all out so that mm -hmm. I can go out into the world and be the person that I need to be. Right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because I'm no longer things on my chest anymore. So yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that simple question can can really clear up a lot of things and it can make the other person feel heard, can make the other person feel, you know, uh, feel understood and cherished and, you know, all of those things. It's like, you really do care about me if you're asking right. what can I do for you to make your life easier right now, right? Cause <laughs> yeah, because, you know, the, the funny thing about that is we go through the routines of how you doing? I'm good. And then the other person goes, okay, right? And now the person's like, you know, they didn't even ask me no follow-up questions, man. Like, they're supposed to know me. They're supposed to know what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling. It's, like, I, like, I said, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I said I'm fine, but they know I ain't fine, right? <laughs> I said, okay, really fast. And, like, they just took it and ran with it. Like, they don't really care, right? And it goes like that. Like, it, it, and it creates that feeling, right? Like, but when you start asking different questions, like, you know, like we're saying, like, yo, what can I do for you today? It's like, yo, like, really? Like, that's where people need to be authentic as well. If I ask you how you're doing and you say fine, I'm going to take it as fine. But if you're mm -hmm. not doing fine, say that. I'm mm -hmm. not doing fine today. You know, I'm not doing good today. I'm really feeling well, like this and that, the other. You know, and I kind of. Not everybody's that open. Not everybody's. Not everybody. I realize not everybody's that open. They don't want to open but up and talk. I don't want to bother you. Yeah, you know? but you should be able to be that open with your partner. Because we're talking you about. Should. Right? Yeah, no, you should. We're talking about the right. person that you're being intimate with, right? And that's mm -hmm. part of intimacy. Being able to open up and be authentic with the person that you're with, that creates that intimacy. You're right, but let's be honest. Let's be all the way real. A lot of people have more, they're more comfortable opening up themselves sexually than they are like verbally and, and emotionally, right? So a lot of times it's they're easier to just do whatever, right? But when it comes to that vulnerability, like for real, that emotional, mental vulnerability, mm -hmm. that ain't what they want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, like, so when it comes to that part of them, this, a lot of people still just closed off. Yeah. And we it's have to how to turn that around, right? For better right. relationships. If you actually want to have an honest to goodness relationship where you're being honest with each other, you're being authentic, you're being upfront, and that really goes into the communication piece, right? Mm. And communicating effectively. Um, I tell a lot of people, you know, they're like, money breaks up relationships, sex breaks up relationships, uh, you know, adulterous and having affairs and those types of things. And I always say, well, it's not 
those things in particular. Let's go a little bit deeper. It's the mm -hmm. communication about those things that's mm -hmm. actually the problem, right? And you can't have good communication or effective communication if you're closed off and you're not trying to be open with the person that you're with. Intimacy right. is all day, all the time, right? It's not mm -hmm. just, you know, on Saturday, one Saturday out of the month, we're, you know what I'm saying? Where we get all dressed up and we go out or, you know, it's time, it's sexy time, you know, intimacy all day, every day, right? And it's so not just you, me telling you, like, it's also not just telling me your work problems. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's cool. But, but I had to work today and it's just like, God, God, damn, I, look, I know you got work problems. Like, we all, <laughs> like, we all have work problems and that's a part of it. Don't get me wrong. But there's more than just those types of conversations because I feel like it gets very robotic. You go to work, you come home, how was work? Cool. Yeah, it was okay. This person irritated me. This person pissed me off. And this and that. And then it's just like, okay, well, all right, I'm going to go go ahead and watch TV now. You're going to go over here. And it's just, and, and it becomes that. You can put a time limit. Of course. On. Mm -hmm. so each person gets 10 minutes to vent, you know, about their day. Right? right, and then we move on from that conversation, and we start talking about things that are more geared towards our personal relationship, right, and not mm. so much talking about outside things, right? Mm. Yeah. So have, it's okay good. to have that time limit. It's okay to say, okay, we're gonna talk about this for ten minutes. You're gonna vent. You're gonna get it out, and then we're gonna move on, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. right. And I, I think the time limit is a good idea because sometimes you know. Um, these conversations don't really serve the relationship, you know what I'm saying? But you're just going around in circles talking about the same stuff. And, you know, the same person pissed you off at work yesterday, too. Like, they're going to piss you off tomorrow, too, probably, right? So what would you like to do? Change your job, okay? Because, um, like, let's talk about solutions now. So, like, now that's where it becomes, well, what's the solutions? Because you keep coming to me about the same problem, right? Yeah. Um, but I agree, though. You know, I think that that is a good point. Maybe just putting a time limit on certain on, on certain things, right? Um, that don't serve you two as a unit, but have but giving each other time to kind of vent off and talk about your day and stuff like that. I like that. Because you definitely I need that. You don't want to. Um, you don't want to bring work stuff home, but you oh. also. You also don't want to be so bogged down with work things that you're carrying it back to the job, right? You want uh -huh. to be able to release all of those things for the day. And like I said, mm -hmm. that that's different for different people. Um, you know, sitting down and having a drink or a beer, right? Being able to yeah. watch Center for 30 minutes, right? Being able to take that hot bath. You know, mm -hmm. just sometimes you just need to sit in the car, right? <laughs> sometimes you just need to sit I've in the car. Or I need to just sit in front of your house just for five minutes. Give me five minutes of just mm -hmm. silence or listening to my radio, my favorite radio program or whatever the case may be, right? Give me that yes. five minutes so I can just decompress and not, you know, and be able to shed all of that, you know, that's mm -hmm. been going on all day. Yeah. Right. And sometimes that helps you release those things that if you would have came in the house and just, it would have been just an off type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that you were able to take those things, you know what I'm saying, stay to yourself, run that bath, sit in the car for a, a few minutes, whatever the case is. Now you're coming in with like a, a different mindset, a different temperament too. Um, because normally the people that's closest to us get the brunt of the things that we were going through all day, whether that be through text or, or, or through face-to-face. -face. And then it's become so normal that it's just like, well, it is what it is. Like, they'll take it. 
And it's like, that's not love. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't pop off at work, right? <laughs> you can't, you well, pop off at work, you lose your job. <laughs> right? You go home and you vent to your yeah. spouse, you know, you expect them to be able to 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 allow you to get all of those things off your chest so that you can. Oh, you can get them off, but yeah. there's a difference between getting it off and attacking the person that has nothing to do with it. Because just like you can lose your job, you can lose your spouse. You can lose that man. You can lose that woman. And many and many of us put more value on our jobs than we do at the person that we have at home. All right. Right? Because we always feel like, oh, they'll be here. Right, and it's like that's not society, always the truth. Yeah, society has created that kind of mindset, right? Where home, you know, home will always be there. They'll always be there, right? Instead mm-hmm. of saying, "Oh, family is first, home is first. I have to take that mentally, emotionally, physically, right? Exactly. Um, and some people say, "Well, without the job, I wouldn't be able to do this, or whatever, you know." <laughs> but when they fire you tomorrow. But when, when there's turmoil at home, you're not doing your job as well as you could be, right? So you could right. be on the brink of getting fired and you think you're doing all right, right? But you've been bringing your problems from home to work and you haven't been performing the way that you should be performing, right? Uh-huh. And so now it's a surprise to you when you're getting fired, but really <laughs> because you weren't taking care of your things at home, it leaked over into uh-huh. everywhere else in your life, right? Right. And that's why it's so important for therapy. Mm-hmm. Because now that's a place where somebody gets paid to listen to you vent off and and go through and unpack all of the things that you're going through in life at work and at home. But if you're not doing that, you know, like if if you're not having that outlet, because honestly, like your spouses are not therapists, you know, and as much as we love to unload on everything, because what happens in the house stays in this house. So mm-hmm. now I have to unload everything in the house, yeah. right? To a point where the house is toxic. Yeah, yeah, you, know, you know, and that, and and that's problematic, especially especially for our community too. Well, we we want to be solution based, right? So if you keep yes. coming to me about the same problem for the last five months, but you're not accepting any solutions or you're not trying to make the situation better, then yes, right. you are creating a toxic environment. But if I'm, you know, if I'm coming to you because I really had this situation at work, I might come to you four or five times about this thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, now I know what I'm going to do about this situation. Right. Let me go ahead and fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, not not being that toxic um, um, person within the home that's always bringing stuff to the home. Right. <laughs> And not um and not being solution based, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing because you brought up the whole um, just the, the generation that we're in, you know, as far as just everything being toxic and things like that. And it's so funny. I saw a post yesterday, and it was about I guess people, arguments, right? And I think the post said, "Yo, like, name something that you've thrown at your boyfriend, right?" during an argument, right? And and I'm like, oh, man, I, I knew it was going to be interesting. And when you look through the comments, you see how people handle conflict. Like, you can look and see who handles conflict, like what, and most of it was some wild stuff. I, I, if I, I send it to you. Um, I think one person said his mama's ashes. Um, 
like a lot of things that was wild, you know. And and so like when I'm when I'm looking through these things, and I'm like, yo, there's no nobody here, and it's thousands and thousands of comments that says they don't have any conflict resolution skills, right? Like at all, like yeah. and it's it's wild. But then on the flip side, I said, man, can you imagine if if this was in reverse? What if it was? What if something that you throw at at, at at a woman, right? Can you imagine the uproar that would have been? Then it would have been. I came across a post today. You know, it's funny that you said that. A wife was complaining that um, before she got married a year ago to mm-hmm. her husband, um, she says her children are in their twenties. They're grown. They pay their own bills, right? Her husband's children are 18 and 21, and he still pays their cell phone bills. And they made an agreement before they got married that because they, you know, would make their accounts accounts joint, that his children would start paying their own phone bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and he hasn't done it yet. So it's been a year, and he's still paying their phone bills out of this joint account that they have. And mm. so now the wife is very upset. You know, she's like, we made this agreement and I don't think that he should be, you know, he's doing this. He's going back on agreement and so on and so forth. So now she's figuring out, okay, well, what can I do to get back at him? What can mm. I do, you know, to make the situation even? She wants to be even. And I'm like, well, it's not about being even. You, nope. guys, made, you guys made an agreement. So now where do you go from here? First of all, why would you let it go for a year without saying anything? Right? That's your communication piece. Um, and exactly. if that person is has said that. So the whole thing about joint accounts is you have a joint account where you're putting money in for the household, but then you also have your separate accounts as well. So why mm-hmm. can't it be that, number one, you you can't tell someone what to do for their kids. Those are his kids, <laughs> right? What he wants to do for his kids, as long as it's not breaking the agreement between you two. So if the agreement is not to take it out of the joint account, he should have his own money. He can mm-hmm. pay for his kids' phone bills out of his own money, as long as it doesn't come out of the household bills, right? Problem mm-hmm. solved, right? Like you don't, it doesn't have to be hard, <laughs> <laughs> it can be an easy solution and fix. And if it's that, you know, if it's, if it just so happens that in his personal money, his children are, you know, is too much to bear, then he will make that decision and say, hey, y'all got to start paying your own phone bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. But let him make that decision. You, you, we have to stop um, trying to control other people. Mm. We stop doing that. Um, and let people be who they're going to be and let people do what they need to do. Um, you never know why he's paying their phone bills. He might feel guilty about not being there for them. He might, you know, it, it, it may be that they just don't do it that way in their family, right? It's, it could be a generational thing. But for you, you know, definitely keeping the agreement between you two, but finding another way, finding another way. Right. right. And honestly, we've, been through so many different things in life when it comes to men, quote unquote, not taking care of the kids that now it's like you find somebody that is actually t- trying to do the right thing and take care of the kids in certain ways. And now it's like, well, I don't want him to, to do that for his kids. And it's like, well, if those are your kids, it would be different. Well, those aren't yours. Saying that, oh, my kids are grown and they pay their own bills and, you know, such and such. But like I said, her. 
grow up differently. Exactly. And you yeah. can't tell him what to do for his kids. As long as he's in between you two, right? To mm -hmm. make the relationship go smooth between you two, right? Mm -hmm. That's a whole fact. <laughs> to be worried about. <laughs> All right. That's a whole fact. Um, so listen, I think we're going to put a pin in it because um, we got a couple minutes left. So I kind of want to spend it um, with uh, you telling the people, the people, the new people who's joined since since the hour, just who you are, um, the products you got, those those products, those things, <laughs> and you know where they can follow you at and everything else, and 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 support you. All that good stuff. So my name is Alicia Bennett, and I am the dating mechanic. I am a relationship. Mm coach and um, I help singles and couples have the best relationships that they can have um, yeah. you can find me at alaciabennett.com I'm Alicia Bennett everywhere on social media whether you're talking about Instagram or Facebook Facebook is my domain <laughs> go on there it is it is. We have, I'm we trying have to grab you over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we have some good conversations on that on good old Facebook over there. I know. Really, I know. Really in when people want to really dig in, um, mm. I have intimacy products that you all talk can about it. Grab right. Go on that website, alashabenda.com. We have the room spray. You know, before we set the mood. Right? Set the mood. <laughs> We got those notes, right? For those who like the warmer, definitely the fragrance, right? To put on. We got the candles themselves, right? Yeah. And then we have this cream. I love this cream because a little bit goes a long way. <laughs> and so you, that's you your massage. A long way. Massages in, get those back rubs in, and really create oh, a all of All of the massage products you can actually put on your skin. They have vitamin E, they have coconut oil, they have almond oil in them. Um, so you'd be smelling good, Ooh. feeling good. <laughs> so, it, so it really gives you that healing. It oh, gives yeah. you that healing. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm talking about. Now, that's what I'm talking about. I'm Scorpio. That's what I like to hear. Um, nah, but seriously, um, you know, you're a three-time a three author, right? A three-time author. Um you know, you're doing a lot of amazing things with yourself, with your brand. Super proud of you. Um, you know, we're going through this again. Coming out. Podcast is coming out in June, so yes. Okay, okay, okay. So you're making more moves. You yes. know, um, is, is this the first announcement? I just want to know. Did I just okay. get an exclusive? Uh, officially, yes. <laughs> officially, yes. Just got, just got my exclusive. Um, the uh, Alicia Bennett podcast is coming next month, and that's and that's just next week. Um, so super congratulations to you. Uh, you uh, you deserve everything that you're doing and everything that you're getting. Um, you you deserve it. We're gonna do this again. Um, it's just too much fun. on. I always love it when I come in and be able to chop it up with you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do this again. It's gonna be about something else. I already told you off offline what. I got cooking, so we're gonna we gonna work. Absolutely, absolutely. All I right. can't wait. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you. See y'all. All right.